Hi, I'm Luann Midgley with Tell Your Story Videos, and this is Shop Talk. Today, I'm going to be speaking with Kelly Strongatharm. She is the founder of Reuben Shoes Society, an organization that she started in 2012 when she had an incredible meeting and connection with her sponsor child, Reuben, in the Dominican Republic. And that is only the beginning of the story. Kelly, I'm so looking forward to speaking with you. Kelly, tell us the story of Ruben Shoes. Um, what was going on for you at the time that made you want to take action? Well, Ruben's Shoes Society started without me knowing it was going to be a thing. So basically, it was inspired by Ruben, a real little boy who lives in the Dominican Republic, who I had been sponsoring for seven years. And what was going on in my life was that I was just going on Christmas vacation with my mom and we were going to go to the Dominican Republic and I reached out to the sponsoring um, charity that I was working with and asked if I could meet him. And so we just had our vacation and then we had one day with Ruben and his family. And so at the time when I first met Ruben, he was 10, but I had been sponsoring him for seven years. So I got a little picture and I saw him grow up and so I felt like I knew him, but of course we were strangers and he's 10 uh, and we didn't speak the same language, but it was such an instant connection with him. He's so special and there's just something amazing about him that just draws you to his energy. And so we got to spend the day with him. We went out for lunch and, you know, he had never been in a restaurant before and through our visit, things just kind of kept being put in perspective in my head, I just kept thinking about, you know, here's this little boy who lives in the Dominican Republic who's no different than a 10 year old boy who lives in Canada. He just has different opportunity, but essentially he's the thing. And so we asked if we could go back to his, his house and we got to meet his family and they're so loving and just equally as incredible as Ruben. And I got to see how he was living and, you know, I've traveled the world before and I'd seen third world countries, but I'd never really been immersed in that, on that level. And so when my mom and I left that visit, of course, we didn't know if we would ever see Ruben again. And we went back to our hotel and it's so nice and beautiful there. And, you know, we just kept thinking, you know, we want to do more and what can you do and how do you make an impact? Who do you get involved with? And, Something that just stuck out in my head was there was a lot of kids in his village that were running around without shoes on. So I did a little bit of research and found out kids in countries like the Dominican Republic aren't able to attend school without shoes. So I thought, well, okay, that's something easy I can do. I can go back home and I can collect a couple hundred pairs of shoes and then maybe go back and deliver it into, into his community. So I got home and you know, my best friend Desiree will say that there's something changed in me. It was like almost like a the light came back on. Um, and I was so excited to start this project. And I got her to help and another best friend. And because we were involved in the community in the Tri-Cities that we were living in at the time, and when word got out there, everybody wanted to get involved. And the next thing I know, we were collecting, you know, thousands of pairs of shoes and Schools wanted us to come in and do presentations and all these shoes were coming in. And I was like, what, what do I do with them? How am I going to get them? And, you know, next thing I know is 
four or five months later, and we're sending a shipping container of 10,000 pairs of shoes to the Dominican Republic. And then it just kind of snowballed from there. And it was just this organic, natural growth. It, it just took a life on its own. And I just happened to be the one that, that got to lead it. But it grew quite quickly. And so we were, we've done, you know, hundreds of thousands of pairs of shoes now around the world. Um, we are no longer doing the shoes and we were just focusing on education because through all of that, we were able to build an elementary school, uh, partner with an existing little tiny elementary school there, in the Dominican, uh, partnered with the director that only, it was, it was like a four classroom, little tiny school with 24 students. And now we rebuilt the elementary school and then there was a need to do a high school. So we built a high school and yeah, long story short, um, now we have, we are supporting over 500 students in the Dominican and over 30 staff members and all because of this one visit with Ruben, really. And I, you know, it's, it's him. He just, and of course I get to still stay in touch with him and he's 19 now. So he's, <laughs> He's not a little boy anymore. He's uh, much taller than me, but he's still just as, as remarkable and and genuinely just a good person. His whole family is. I've just never met people so good. Beautiful story, Kelly. Beautiful. And, and you know, you didn't know how to, to do all of this. <laughs> what, what, kind of, what kind of work were you doing at the time that um, this was happening? Um, because I'm sure that added a lot more to your, your, your busy life. How did you know what to do? So I mentioned my best friend, Desiree. Her and I actually had a business together. We were insurance brokers. So completely different worlds. Um, and yeah, it was hard to kind of juggle the two because essentially what happened was is Ruben Shoes became like a second business, really. Like it was a, it was another job, um, but it was all on the side of our desk and just volunteer hours. And I had no idea what to do. I didn't know how to ship a container to a third world country. And, you know, I'm a person that has, you know, can have a lot of anxiety and worry and concern about how this is going to happen. But with Ruben shoes, it was so different. I, I don't know. It was just people are, how are you going to do it? I'm like, I don't know. We're going to make it work. It's going to work. It's going to all be good. And there was a lot of challenges. It wasn't just so easy as, okay, the container arrived and it all, it was, there was a lot of challenges and a lot of stress, but I never worried. I never had the anxiety about it. It just felt so right and meant to be. And I, it was, I'm, again, I just feel like I was like guided through it all. It was, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And you had a lot of people, as you say, wanting to, to help out um, just to, to, they saw that this was something that they could easily do, give, give their gently used shoes to you and, and knew that they were going to make a difference. And then you, did you build a, a team around that uh, idea? And, and then it grew and, and how did this happen kind of organically at home here? Yeah. I think everybody has it in them. They want to do more. They want to get involved. But again, they just don't really know how. So when this was just sort of something that was so easy at the start, right, we had tons of volunteers because we ended up having to get a warehouse and we had to sort all the shoes. Like I'm talking 10,000 pairs of shoes 
sometimes they weren't paired up and you had to go through them and make sure they were good quality and then we had to categorize them so we had so many volunteers and just you know we had shipping companies helping us and container company and warehouse and boxes and just all these people and companies that that really I mean we couldn't do it alone and then yeah so a lot of a lot of manpower a lot of volunteers which I'm very grateful for how did the schools, um, how did that idea happen? You went from the shoes to then the schools. Did you, did you obviously coordinate and meet with people in Dominican Republic to make, to make that happen? And, um, and, and how, how did it work? Yeah. So during our first visit to, or like after going back to, to, to deliver the shoes, uh, we were introduced to a woman named by Aris, who is a director of an existing little tiny elementary school. And again, it was one of those things where she, they needed help, but I didn't know how we could help her, or what we could do. We were just doing the shoes, but we, we did feel that because of the support that we had back home, that this didn't need to be just like a one-off thing with the shoes and that um, we would be able to raise funds. But again, we didn't know how to help her directly. We had a conversation with a, a good family friend before we left, and they said, you know, if you ever have the opportunity to do something, what you were doing with Ruben, like a sponsorship program through Ruben Shoes, we would be happy to be part of that. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know how to do that. So in our meeting with, with Aris, she introduced us to a little girl named Dashlene, um, who was three or four at the time she had lost both of her parents and she was living with her aunt and her aunt had said she didn't want to um, pay the 50 cents a day moto taxi to, to send her to the school and then of course I'm like oh we have a family back home that I, I know that would support her and that's how our own sponsorship program started and went from the 24 kids to now over 200 kids that we're sponsoring. And this family still sponsors Dashley to this day. So I get it just all kind of came together and then I just facilitated it. So <laughs> it was just meant to be, I think. And then with the elementary school, of course, it was 24 kids, but then people heard so they want to bring their kids and then we need to, to build the school bigger and bigger and bigger because more kids were coming and more kids and then they were getting to the age where they needed to leave the school but we wanted to continue on supporting them so then we said well we need to build a secondary school and we had to buy land which was quite the experience and then build a secondary school in a third world country <laughs> and then in the end it ended up we finished all of that during the pandemic so it was yeah a lot of crazy learning experiences, that's for sure. Oh, my goodness. But it, like you say, it's like it was meant to be. There's something propelling you and compelling you. And and um, and it's wonderful that people are, are listening to your story and wanting to help and and uh, and working with you through the this sponsorship program. Um but something else happened uh, recently, and I know you're so busy with all of this, but on top of it all, you've become a new author and a new mom. Well, I, okay. So to start, I'll say that, yes, new mom, I completed an adoption with Final Sin. It was a four-year-long process. It was, it was one of the hardest things I've had to go through. <laughs> um, 
Uh, he's from Haiti, and I was able to meet him a year before he actually came home. That's how the process works there. You get matched, you go down, you have what they call the socialization visit, and then you have to leave. And a year later, while the paperwork is being completed, that's when you get to bring them home. But for him, it just so happened that COVID was happening right around the time I needed to get him home. And he was legally my son at that point, but we didn't have all of the, the papers that we need, like the passport and visas and stuff. But I'm a little bit relentless and I don't take no, <laughs> like this isn't going to happen. I, there's always a way. I believe that there's always a way. So I worked really, really hard and was able to get him and five other uh, children home to their families. During right at the peak of COVID, it was incredibly <laughs> stressful and scary and honestly the ter most terrifying um, experience because I just wasn't sure if he was going to make it home. But he did. And so he was he came home uh, end of March of 2020. Um, he was just seven about to turn eight at the time. And so for us, with COVID happening, you know, we were forced to just be together. We even for the first two weeks, we weren't even allowed to leave our house because of course, he had flown in from Haiti. <clears throat> so that time was a little bit of a blessing because we got to have really good, strong bonding. Um, and then during, during him being home, those few months, the book popped into my head, I am Emmanuel. And I think it was because I wanted to have some conversations with my son um, around diversity. And I wanted to find books that had characters in it that looked like him, represented him, but in a positive way. So I'm Emmanuel came quickly and unexpectedly. And Emmanuel, the character, is born out of a lot of the stories of the students from the Dominican Republic. So Emmanuel is an eight-year-old boy who's from the Dominican Republic. And he has dreams and hopes just like every other child. And he likes to sing and play. And he's just a very vibrant young boy. But it also explains about what his life is like there and some of the opportunities that kids don't get to have, including sometimes going to school and tied in with the Reuben shoes, with the shoes. And, and it just kind of poured out of me. Um, and I, again, I just took that leap and contacted and was able to make it come come to life. Final Sin was a big part of editing it and helping with the illustrations. My illustrator is actually from the Dominican Republic. So when she read the story, of course, she could visualize it all. It was, again, one of those things I just felt like it was, was meant to be. And yeah, I got to finally see the book um, almost a year to the day that Final Sin came home. Well, I had to get my own copy. I have it right here. <laughs> and, and I love it, Kelly. Um, oh, it is you. so precious. Um, yeah, I'm beautifully illustrated as well. And um, it just there's so much you packed in there as far as uh, the beautiful story about Emmanuel and just all of the learnings that um, uh, can be taken away from the book at a child's level where they can understand 
um, what it's like to be a child in the third world country and, and all the opportunities that are, you know, that they don't have, but what they do want and that they have a right to. So, so I think it's wonderful. And what, what are, where are the proceeds going for uh, I am Emmanuel? So naturally the proceeds are going to Ruben Shoes Society. You know, when COVID hit, we had to stop doing just like a lot of charities could do our fundraising events and we need to come up with some creative ways to keep the momentum going as far as fundraising. And so, yeah, all the proceeds do go to Ruben Shoes Society. What, what is your vision now from going forward? Because you've done so much with Ruben Shoes um, in the last nine years. What, what, what's, what's next for Ruben Shoes? Yeah, I get that question a lot because we had just finished building the secondary school and it feels like over the last, since we started Ruben Shoes that we've been doing these big projects. And for me, I actually, I don't have the next vision yet. What, what I really want to focus on is the students that we are supporting right now and making sure that they continue to have access to our schools and have the best education that we can deliver to them, rather than maybe building, you know, hundreds, thousands of schools all over the place and then not being able to follow through the whole way through the students' um, education lifespan, I guess. So right now it's just to focus on on our students, um, get more of them sponsored, continue our programs at the school, and just again, making sure our schools remain the best that they are. How can people get involved now, Kelly, to, to help sponsor these kids? Well, they can go to our website, which is rubenshoes.com. And there's a lot of information on there about our sponsorship program. And you can reach out directly to me. Email is kelly at rubenshoes.com. And also by buying the book and, you know, spreading the word that way. I think it's a really good, the, the book is a really good tool for parents to open up conversations that sometimes can be tricky to have. And also bring the book into our school system here. So I think that that could be a really good way that people can get involved too. Lovely. Oh, wonderful. Kelly, thank you so much for coming on Shop Talk. I know you're very busy and taking a few minutes out of your day to uh, explain more about Ruben Shoes and um, I am Emmanuel and, and thank you again and all the best to you. Um, I look forward to seeing the next part of your journey. Well, it's my pleasure and thank you so much for having me today.